We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Curtains up. Light the lights. Do you know what song I'm singing? Everything's coming up roses yeah. this time for free. For me. I always think of the version that's on Fisher King. Remember that movie from like 90? Oh, I didn't know there was a version of Everything's Coming Up oh, Roses yeah, so in that. Oh, yeah, so there's this... Um, Drag queen back in the back in the nineties when we didn't say we said things like transvestite. Right. Well yeah. and drag queens and transvestites were like the same thing. Yeah, cross dressers. Cro- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do we still say transvestite? Uh, no, I think it's like a bad, bad word. But what do we call like what about what do we call someone who however they ident- identify sexually likes like what do we call a man who likes to dress in women's clothing? Is there a term for that? Um, maybe crossdresser is still okay. okay. I I we'll, legitimately don't know. We'll have the listener. We'll ask yeah, the listeners so to write in. So someone in our listener community, let us know. Um. So yeah, one of the homeless people. Remember the Fisher King? I just remember Robin Williams is in it. I and don't remember. And and he's homeless. Oh, and he's the it. king of the homeless people. Uh, right. <laughs> and one of his homeless. My cat is going to pound town on your hair. Friends, if you I know, noticed. I know. Um, good thing there's a towel under me. Yeah. Oh. Whoa, some she just got aggressive. No, she's like, oh, and now she's like rubbing up against oh, you. Oh, teeth, oh, teeth, teeth in my hair, teeth in my scalp. Hey, um, get. No, it's fine. Okay. It's, oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the Fisher King. So anyway, for some fucking reason, uh, um, oh, poor Ray. Come here, I'll pet you. The guy who plays the cross-dressing homeless friend who was also one of the Mr. Noodles on Elmo. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, goes to the workplace of the girl that Robin Williams is interested in and sings, Everything's coming up video this time for free oh. for you, Lydia, for free. Do not remember that i don't maybe i've never seen this movie now that now that you describe uh, it it is one of my all-time favorites oh really yes Cute. jeff bridges is in it as well we love him and he was hot dude don't even back in the day yeah i mean he probably he still is even Bo bridges was back in the day the for a bridges. short time remember bridges in madison county also hot <laughs> not the clint eastwood movie <laughs> the play that you and i saw stop it that was so great. It was so bad. It was so bad, but the guy in it was so hot. He was not. Oh, he was a thousand percent my type. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So this okay. is a podcast. It's called <clears throat> Hot Drinks. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Sister Latter-day Twaint. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? I didn't want to say anything because didn't you say that I always interrupt you when you say that you're Sister Latter-day Twaint? Did I say that? Yeah, that like I'll always be like. And I can't remember. He said something about <laughs> me being like, you know what I've been thinking of? Like, wow, as you're introducing yourself. So I just wanted you to finish. Did you want to say anything else about yourself? You even, like, waited to beat. Did I dream that? Is that not a conversation <laughs> we had? I don't think so. Okay. Well. Maybe a gentle listener wrote in. Maybe. <clears throat> Who are you? My name is um, 
Gary Lightfoot. Well, any. I don't know. I was trying my, to interrupt you, but it, we were trying to do my, a joke. We were both I was doing different jokes. Different jokes. Uh, my name is Brother Jack Coffee. Gary Lightfoot. That's the name of the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. I don't know where it, that, why that came into my head. The, why do you know the mayor of Chicago? I don't know. I pay too much attention to U.S. politics to my detriment. That's just the last name of the mayor of Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, totally understand. My name is uh, Brother Jack Coffee, and yes. this week I accidentally <laughs> bought a Vietnamese coffee kit. Wait. <laughs> a co- coffee kit. Like a kit. Uh, accidentally like yes. you just accidentally bump that buy with one click button. kind of yeah. yeah like it was one of those that i needed to go in and cancel before a certain date and i didn't and then i was like oh shit it's shipping yeah so anyway but so now i can make vietnamese coffee if you want okay remember when we first started hanging out well no somewhere in between us first hanging out when i moved to salt lake and starting the podcast you were getting boxes full of treats oh yes what was that from it was from amazon and they discontinued it yeah that's what i was thinking like was a, i thought it was amazon it was a box of treats yeah and it was also when amazon was doing and they don't do this as much anymore but it's when they were doing their i can't remember what they were called but you could get a little button and you could like push the button when you needed a refill on dish soap and it would automatically you know you could set up the buttons to do whatever you want oh my god so you could you know you could put the dish soap button under your sink and every time you saw you were low on dish soap you just hit the button and it would place an order so i had a button for this treat box oh my god (laughs) and i it was like i don't understand i think they were like 30 dollars (laughs) each the treat box yeah, and it was just like a bunch of various <laughs> treats from around the country. One, so yeah. it would be like Rice Krispie treats yep, from this store in Brooklyn and yeah. chocolates from this place in Austin <clears throat> or whatever. Yeah. And totally it wasn't like a monthly subscription because it didn't come every month. It would just come when I would push the button. So some days I'd be like having a bad day and I would like storm in my kitchen and open the cupboard <laughs> door and push the treat button and close the cupboard door. And then like in the next day or two, my <laughs> treat box would arrive. <laughs> I totally forgot so about that. So was this that. button hooked up to your Wi-Fi? Yeah, they were, yeah, they were, I think they were called like dash buttons or something. They used to be a big thing at Amazon and I don't think they do them anymore. Uh, yeah. So when you got one, it just had a little, <clears throat> it had a little battery inside to run it and it was like sticky on the back and then you would pair it with your phone and you would set it up for whatever command you wanted it to do, like order the toilet paper I like or whatever. And the idea was just, you didn't, you know, if you saw you were low on laundry detergent you would just and you're in the laundry room you don't even have to go get your phone and place an order you just hit the button and it like places an order on your amazon account automatically i can't can't believe that we forgot about that completely (laughs) and somehow somehow i had signed up for the treat box button (laughs) that was the best did you want to tell us more about the vietnamese coffee kit no no if you want to know more about it i'll tell you more it came with two spoons Here we go. Kind of long spoons. Right. Two kind of tall, skinny <laughs> coffee mugs made of glass. Because you... Okay. Do you know hot? Yes. Okay. Well, you can ice it, but, you know, obviously you brew it hot. Yeah. It came with a little package of, like, these kind of... They're, like, sweetened condensed milk packets. Hell yeah. Because that's what goes in Vietnamese coffee. Fuck yeah, it does. And then it came with two... They're called Fins, I think. P-H-I-N. And that's... And it's a little, like, tin... It's kind of like a pour over, but it has a little plunger inside. Anyway, you put it on top of your cup, and that's how you make Vietnamese coffee. Amazing is with a fin. Yum. So um, wonderful. I accidentally bought that this week. Are you gonna have you received it? Yeah. Have you made it? Uh huh. And uh, the the coffee's a little like strong for my taste. Okay. So I need to play around <clears throat> with it a little bit more. But I've mostly been drinking iced coffee now. Anyway, I mean, I, I could make it and then ice it. And yeah. Anyway. I can't imagine waking up 
to drink iced coffee coffee every morning. I don't every morning, but oh, okay. it is nice to have on hand. All right. Because I buy that boxed iced coffee. I know. It's I saw so it in your good. laundry room. Oh, yeah. I've got like three boxes. <laughs> anyway. All right. Comings and blowings. So in this on this podcast, we do this thing called comings and blowings. Right. Comings are when the cum shoots out. Yeah. And blowings are when you blow on the penis. <laughs> sure. Or the cum blows out. Also. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you go ahead. Okay. So it's basically I, updates about our life. Yes. So I just wanted to talk about two things. They're kind of media things, which I know some listeners don't like, Chloe. But <laughs> I just wanted to share. So number one is there is a movie out called X, which I saw, which is horrifying and campy and kind of delightful. And I kind of can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> So it's a, it it is a horror movie. It takes place in like the seventies and it's about a group of people who are filming a porno. And so they, they rent this, not like a cabin. It's like a, it's like a guest house off of this like farmhouse. It's like where the farmhands used to stay or whatever to foreign with which to film Uh the porno. Okay. And so they go to this guest house. And so it's like, it's the, it's the actor and actress. It's the actor and the two actresses that are in the porno. The guy who's producing the porno, who's like the boyfriend of one of the actresses. And then a cameraman and his girlfriend who goes along to like help with sound. So it's these six people. They go to this farmhouse. The, the man who owns the farmhouse is this creepy, crazy old man. And his creepy, crazy old wife lives there. And then, like, a bunch of spooky shit starts happening. Nice. So, it's this really interesting story about, like... Tits and gore. Yeah, a little bit. And about, like, sex and sexuality and about... I don't know. I mean, it's very gory. I, I wouldn't say it's super scary. Like, it definitely has some, like, jump scares and some, like, tense moments. It is very, very gory. So, if you don't like gore, do not see it. Like, limbs cut off Yeah, people. just very bloody. And why can't you stop thinking about it? It's because it has some kind of interesting commentary about like sex and sexuality and about aging and about and about like the things we do for love and it's just has some kind of interesting themes like it's by no means like any sort of masterpiece or whatever sure but it is like very campy and fun (laughs) um and i just want more people to see it because i want to talk to people about it Oof, I can't handle gore. I never saw any of the Saw movies. It's so, I haven't seen any of those either. That you, If you don't like gore, you would not like this because okay. it is very, very gory. Okay, okay, okay. Like more gory than scary. But um, I'll, if you're not going to see it, I'll just tell you about it off camera. Well, well I would love it if people um, who follow our Instagram account, if they have seen it, if they their message, messaged us their thoughts about it. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Because I'm sad that I can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I would love for you to see it because I think you would I think you would think all of the sort of commentary about sex and sexuality and couples and and permissions and monogamy and aging and all of that stuff. Yeah. I think you would find very Is the gore funny? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't just do it. Just real straight up can't, gory. Can't do it. Just can't real it. gross gory. No, when I was 13 and a beehive, me and the girls in a my beehive class, uh-huh. we'd have sleepovers and uh, we would watch B horror flicks. Yeah, like 
these two guys who don't know how to talk right yeah. ended up kidnapping the three most beautiful girls in the country right. and cutting their heads off. Right. You know, stuff like that. Right. After fucking them. Well, and fucking their heads, too, or probably. I don't Wow. <laughs> like, did you ever watch The Walking Dead or No Too Walking Gory? Walking Dead. Oh, no, I love The Walking Dead. Oh, that's super gory. But that, but that's, it's not like, yeah, I guess. Okay. But there's camp gore. I mean, this gore is definitely campy, but it's also kind of scary. Yeah. So the Walking Dead is 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 just I don't know why. Is it because it's, it's like zombie gore, and Maybe. so it feels like because it's kind of like fantasy. Yeah, because it's not this humans is for doing sure. it to yeah, humans. This is humans doing it to humans. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What's your? <laughs> okay. So last night I had a dream. Oh, is this the one I'm gonna hate? <laughs> yes. It's, about a dream. it's a dream. By the way, I have dreams all the time that I'm like, I should tell Ashley about this, and then I'm like, no. <laughs> on I on principle, hear. I will not. I nope. That and the halo top. Um, <laughs> so yesterday, first of all, I had a very stressful day. It right. wasn't horrible. Right. It wasn't ideal, though. Right. But it was this kind of stress that exhausted me. Yeah. Mentally and physically, like my skin felt it was like it was going to fall off. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having this crazy dream last night. Okay, let's see if I can remember how it started. Okay, I'm gonna take a little nap. Just shake me when you're done. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, here's really all I remember is that I killed a bunch of people. Oh. And I tried not to be killed. Okay. And it was a product of my stressful day. Yeah, that feels about right. So that's it. <laughs> I had a dream. Here's a dream that I was gonna tell you about, but I didn't because it's boring. Oh, I wanna hear. I'm so excited. I had a very intense sex dream. I knew it. About someone that I work with. Yeah. Who I am not sexually attracted to. Oh. Who I like and who is a fine human or whatever. Love to analyze this. But just <clears throat> a very sexual dream. Like specific, like imagining what his body looks like without his clothes on. Wow. Which is something as we've discussed that I do with every man that I interact with. I picture them naked. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Which is fine. Um, you're, you're fine. Okay. My, are, is that all? Yeah. You tried to kill people? Um, yeah, but it was in defense of myself. So kind of a Hunger Games situation. A little bit. It's like the 10th anniversary of the Hunger Games movie, or the 15th oh, or the I 20th saw, or something. I, uh, I, don't I don't think it's that long. Yeah. Um, okay, my other coming and blowing is, again, another kind of recommendation. I know media recommendations. Um, but... This week, I got to go see the Trixie and Katya live show. Oh, Hannah and Emma went. I know. I just, I messaged with Hannah. Oh, did you? Well, just because she posted something on Instagram and I was like, I was there too. <sighs> um, do you know Trixie and Katya at all? Their show. Uh... Yeah, so they host a, a YouTube show called. Uh... <laughs> um, and it is the goddamn funniest it's thing you'll so ever funny. see. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and, the, and, the, and they each have a episode is like. A, podcast it's the other like 11 minutes longer yeah Yeah. they have a podcast and blah 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 whatever so anyway they have a live show it's hilarious it was so much fun it has very sexy male dancers in it Mm. it has great musical numbers Mm -hmm. and like is so laugh out loud funny so i don't know how long their tour is i don't know where else they're going i don't know if tickets are still available because I think they were only in Salt Lake for the one night. And uh-huh. I, and honestly, I bought the tickets with a friend of mine from work like eight or nine months ago. Like oh. a long time ago. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> how. So this might be a horrible recommendation because I don't know how readily accessible it is. But um, if you 
if if you're interested in them at all and it's coming to your town, you should go see it because it's a delight. Um. And here's the here was the interesting thing about it. <clears throat> so we got there like kind of early, me and my friend, because we're both like early people. So we were standing in the lobby for like probably 30 minutes before the show started, just like having a drink and whatever. And we just both kept saying, like, oh, for sure we're gonna run into some people that we know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I said to my friend, I was like, listen, here's the rule. If we run into someone who knows me, and I'll do the same for you, you need to immediately introduce yourself so that they say their names in case I don't remember who they are. <laughs> so we had a plan and everything. We didn't see a single soul that weird. we knew. And I was like, well, that's weird. So we watch the show, whatever, leave. I get home. And I did I did leave pretty quickly after the show because I wasn't, you know, feeling super good. I have a cold, if you can hear it in my voice. Mm. I get home. Literally every human I know in America, in Salt Lake, was at that was show. Was there. You're seeing it on including, their Instagram. Yeah, like Hannah. Or yeah, like, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> lots of friends of mine, like other people that I work with. Heather Gay and Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City were there. <laughs> Many of my friends took photos with them. I was like, how did I not see a single, not a single person that I knew? Yeah, yeah. And like there were, I probably knew like 45 people in the audience. Anyway, that's all. Crazy. But it was real funny. Well, I'm glad you went. And it was also fun to, it's always fun for me to be in Salt Lake. Like like I felt this way when I saw Book of Mormon 2, the musical at the Eccles, which is this really nice downtown yeah. theater. It's always nice to be in Salt Lake and have, there's a, there was like a scene where Katya or where, yeah, Katya talks about like cum, like thick ropey ropes yeah, of yeah, cum. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, I love this for Salt Lake, <laughs> you know? It's like in Book of Mormon when they're singing, fuck God and the cunt. Yeah, a- <laughs> you know, you just think. Is that what they say? Oh, there's a whole song. No, I know, but fuck God and the cunt uh-huh. is specific lyrics. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's that Asadiga Ebola. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Fuck God and the cunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just thought it meant fuck you, God. <laughs> no, I think it's in the cunt. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay. Please write in if I'm wrong. <clears throat> Don't write in. We're not going to read them. But I know that they do say that line because I remember. <laughs> listening to a Mormon stories episode with a former Mormon who was in that show. I can't remember his name, but he's like a famous Broadway Mormon and now he's a doctor or whatever. But he was just saying how funny he always thought it was that they would be in rehearsal and the music director would be like, I really need you guys to hit that T. I really need to fuck God in the cunt. A cunt. I need you to just close that word off. He's like, it just always felt really funny. I love it. Anyway, go ahead. Anything else? Okay, great. So our episode tonight, this right. Eve, right, is about cunts. Our top five cunts. <laughs> nah, it's our top five things that someone said to us one time, but we think about it regularly. Right. So and this, it, it's so it's probably going to be, be depressing. super depressing. I tried to I tried to put a little levity in mine. Levity. What and is I'll that? make for, I, I'll make fun of your trauma, so that'll be funny. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. So anyway, yeah, top five things that someone said to us once and we have never forgotten. Is levity like when you leaven the bread so it yeah. rise? So yeah. it lifts it up. Lifts it up. Yeah. A little levity. A little lifting it up. Lift me up. <clears throat> Something like that. Something quite delightful happened to me. And it's because of hot drinks. What was it? I don't remember. Okay. I just remember the thing happening and me going, it's because of my podcast hot drinks. You know what? What? I I think 
that delightful things have happened because of hot drinks. Yeah. And you know what? what? I can name one. What? What, <laughs> what is it? It's our Patreon account. That is delightful. It is delightful unto a dish. I think the people who get it, yeah, who who are are it, are delighted by the things in our, it. Our patrons. I think they're delighted. Do you know we have patrons that pay as little as three dollars a month? Right, and they get free content. It's totally free. <laughs> yeah, except for the three dollars they pay monthly. <laughs> And ex- exclusive content. It's exclusive. That's what I meant to I say. I don't even let Little Twain listen to it. Patreon.com slash hot, hot drinks. drinks. It's delightful. She's just so aggressive. Mm. I'm recording. Oh. <laughs> I was talking about my cat. I know. She's so Not aggressive. Me. So this is what's happening behind the scenes, just so everyone knows. So my cat will frequently stand on the couch behind us and kind of groom your hair a little uh-huh, bit. Uh-huh. But your hair's like in a low pony. Uh-huh. So she's like biting big chunks of your hair, of but can't hair. really above the pony. Can't really pull it because it's in a pony. Right. But just so just pulling huge and so chunks. So she's trying to yeah. pull it out. So I think she's taking bigger chunks than normal. And right. then in between biting chunks, she just mashes her face yeah. against you and like rubs her whole body against your head. I don't know why we haven't thought of this. I don't. I but don't. we, I, I've been taking pictures uh, uh, um, along the years, right? In, um, around Low, the years, these many years, yes, of when she does this to our guests. Oh yes, and we should just have a whole like we should always post those. You could make a an Instagram highlights reel. Yes, I should. Yes, I hope I didn't delete them all. Did you know that Instagram, now you can look at it in chronological order instead of algorithm order? Um, I thought it was just either following or favorites. Well, following is chronological. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Shut the fuck up. I know. Okay. But, well, really quick before we get into our top five, I had this great idea when I was driving over here. Okay. Which is when I, the only time I ever have ideas right. about the pod. Right. Um. But You're it, just in your mini micro <clears throat> minivan. Fuck you. Think and thoughts. So listen. Um uh you know how we plan our episodes just minutes before right. we hit record. Like literally seconds, yeah. I had this idea for if we did a live show, that's uh-huh. what we do. We would just show up. <laughs> Someone would give us a top five and we'd just do it. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. Yeah. That would be kind of good. And maybe like, so we have them write them down as they're coming in the door. Top five, blah. So we have like a couple minutes to think about it. <clears throat> right. But, but, well, and then they put them all in a hat or something and we choose one and we do one. And then if we have more time, we do another one and then they leave. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if we, I don't know if I could do draw out of the hat, but I could do write down your ideas as you come through the door. And then you and I look through and backstage and pick one. Oh, oh, we'd want to pick one. Well, I just think I would want like a couple minutes to prepare. Okay. You know, we, we, we wouldn't want. Well, and I would want, I would want to choose something that I felt like I would have good stories to tell. Well, what if. Because <clears throat> what if like the what if the one we drew out was like your top five favorite colors? Well, then we rapid fire it and do another one. That's not going to be funny. Uh, oh, it's always funny. We're no, always funny. That's true. You son of a bitch. I've been asking around. <laughs> and Why is that so funny when people, you say that? People um, say we're funny. But then, like, if we do, if we ha- get one that we need to think about, we we turn on some music, maybe like you know the weekend. 
That's that's like that's that. like a current. Before we start this top five, <laughs> I just want to talk about something about when we were really funny, and it'll be it will not be funny at all. Me describing to people when we were funny. So, our friend Cindy, <laughs> as we have mentioned, has ha- had a, like a pretty severe, oh like God. a pretty drastic surgery. Uh, this, she doesn't care this week if we tell. Um, but so she's will. in recovery yeah. from her, from this surgery. At home. So at home. And and then, you know, as as you know, our friend, our Lord and Savior, CJ in Christ, lives in in LaSalle, Utah, yeah. on a ranch. Which with her is husband. half an hour outside of Moab, which is to say in the middle of goddamn nothing. So there was a day last week, and it was when <clears throat> Cindy had just barely come home, I believe, from the hospital, but was still like really like it not a, not good. It like had been still, a day or so. Yeah. But still, like, not in a great place. Like, yeah. a lot of pain, like, you know, just recovering. And there was a day last week, I don't know if anyone remembers, but, like, a bunch of internet services went down. Like, PayPal was down. Like, a bunch of Apple services were down. So, like, Apple Music wasn't working. Apple Maps. Like, iCloud. And so, <laughs> Sister Twait and I started this text thread you about started it. about how it was the, the apocalypse. And I was like, and we have said before to see Jane... Like, CJ's always like, if war breaks out, yeah. just come to LaSalle because no one's bombing LaSalle because right. no one fucking cares. We're all going there. So I was like, get ready, everyone. We're going to LaSalle. <laughs> Tonight. And then we proceeded for like two hours. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the Again, best day. <laughs> while like Sydney is at home recovering from a horrible surgery Feeling in immense like pain. Shit. And she's in the group text. <laughs> And see Jane's like at LaSalle, like, I don't know, slaughtering cattle. Yeah, or something, something like that's that. What you do. Yeah. And <sighs> Sister Twain and I are just rapid firing back and forth. <laughs> oh my, you're like, like, I'm like, oh my God, ready the wagons. Yeah. We're like, I've got, you're like, I'm going to start sewing. I'm like, I'll drop off a calico that I picked up at the, <laughs> at the town store the other day and I want you to make me an apron. <laughs> Maple candy. I was gonna. I wanted to make maple candy. I said. I said. See, Jane, tap the maple trees so we can make maple <laughs> candy. That's when what we, get we there. do when the world's ending. Right. We make maple candy. And then the the funniest Ready one the cows to me. For yeah, we were like, yeah. And and Sister Twain and I were laughing so hard and having and sending these messages to the group thread. And other people would occasionally reply, but not really. It was mostly just us. And then. And then we were also having a separate conversation with just us just a private about side how funny <laughs> how funny we thought we were. But my the part that I like the part that I nearly like had to drive my car off a cliff and just end my life was I said I said Cindy I said bite down real hard on this leather strop while I put some ointment on your titty because it's her titties that she went to the hospital for. And Sister Twain responded and said, Strops are down. Strops are down too. And then Cindy goes, The first time Cindy replied, after an hour, she's like, Strops? Question strops? mark? Anyway, I, oh, I laughed for a good 45 minutes about Strops are down. Anyway, all of this to say, <laughs> We're funny. We're real funny. I've been asking around. So okay. You're all welcome. What's, okay. Now that we've got the funny out, Okay. What's the number one thing that someone said to you that you think about all the time? So I wonder if some of my, I mean, they're all kind of dumb and sad, right? But they also, some of them might be like, what is your top five favorite colors? Like, how are we going to talk about it? Okay. I'll find ways. The first one is. Okay. Someone told me once when they met me, Mm -hmm. I think I was in my 20s. Was it me? 
No. Although I think about you daily. Oh, God bless. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Great. Um, that when my voice, my talking voice sounds like a mouse. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says your voice is so cute. You sound like a mouse. Who said that? Some girl. I don't know. I don't even remember. Was, was this when you were like an adult? <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And you think about that daily? Yes. Like you feel insecure about that or you just think about that? Well, um, I don't feel insecure about it, but I just wonder like, do I, do people hear my voice and go, God, Ashley's talking again. I don't, I think that comment is insane. <laughs> I don't think you sound mouse-like <laughs> at all. Okay. <clears throat> like, I don't think, you don't have a particularly high-pitched voice. <clears throat> you don't have like. You don't speak like rapidly or like squeaky. You don't talk about cheese very often. (laughs) I don't think you sound like a mouse at all. And so she said it though, as if it was an endearing thing. And so I just kind of like, was like, oh, okay, that's fine. It didn't make me feel insecure, but I wonder about it regularly. That's weird. Like, I think you have kind of a deeper voice for a woman. Really? Kind of a, well, maybe not deep, but kind of a alto-y kind of voice okay do you sing when you sing you're a soprano right uh-huh i don't know i just think your voice has a very like kind of alto the to it right my speaking voice is alto because i'm such an authentic person i think so right think so. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense here's what i hate about this this topic already okay because i whenever i hear these kind of stories or when i think about the ones that i'm going to talk about I just think like, because I'm sure we all do this. We all hear something and we just think about it for the rest of our lives. And I'm sure we have all said things to people that That, they think about. Yeah. And we, and when we said it, it just was like a total throwaway comment. We'll never remember it. Yeah. Yeah. But this just gives me another thing to stress and worry about is like, what have I said to people like totally offhandedly? That I don't even remember saying that now right. they think about all the time. And then when they see you on Instagram, they think of that thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, remember when he said this? <clears throat> what a what a So that stresses me out. What's your number one? So my number one, uh, when I was about 12. Here we go. Here we go. This is the beginning. Uh, I was at home. Oh, and I was, I think, probably getting ready for bed or something. <clears throat> so I didn't have a shirt on. And Mary Jo Coco. Oh, my God. <laughs> said... Oh, you have love handles. <gasps> and again, totally innocently. And I was like, here's the here's the thing you need to understand too. I mean, you remember me from college. I was rail I thin. know. You were like rail Jack thin. the Pumpkin King. Yeah. Like I <laughs> like I'm I'm six five. Right now I probably weigh like 270, though I don't have a scale because I don't believe in weight. Right. But so like 6'5", 270. When I was in college, I was like between like 170 and 180. Mm-hmm. So I was the same height I am now, but 100 pounds lighter. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was skin and bones. Skin and bones. Yes, so when, when she said I had love handles, what <clears throat> all it was, it wasn't even that I was overweight or fat or whatever. And not that that would matter, but like. You know, I just also, I also was not like athletic, so I didn't have like a muscly, like athletic body. So I just had a very skinny body. And since I was like going through puberty, there was like a tiny bit of like fat cells around my middle. Yeah. You know, like a very normal (laughs) developmental thing. Yeah. Well, I 
was uncomfortable taking my shirt off around people for probably 25 years after that. Oh my God. Like I would not, I would wear shirts when I went <clears throat> swimming. I would, I would never change in front of people. There it is. There it like is. Like when I was in like high school and I had to change in the locker room or like when I was in shows because I did plays in high school and yeah, college and yeah, I had to yeah. change in front of people. It was horrifying oh, to no. me for literally like 25 years. Oh no. I was insecure about taking my shirt <clears throat> off in front of people. And I still am to a certain extent, although I'm a little, like, now I think as I'm a little older, I care a little bit less. Although I think, oh, Siri, no. Did you hear that? It's the new gay voice of Siri. Is it? Siri has a new non-binary voice. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's not gay. Well, right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said gay. I should have said queer. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, well, so for great. like 25 years. Great. And I would never, ever say that to Mary Jo Coco because <clears throat> she would feel horrible. Right. And and really, like, again, I don't, she wasn't saying it in a mean-spirited way, whatever, but it was just like landed like a knife through yeah. my heart. Yeah, it always I, does. Yeah. I don't know why. So I try <clears throat> really hard, and I'm sure I've screwed up, but I try really hard <clears throat> to like never talk about my children's bodies. Yeah. Like if they gain weight or if they lose weight or if they, whatever. Yeah. I try just not to say anything. Because <clears throat> no good can come of that. So <clears throat> we'll lump my number two. Uh, I had I had a list of six. And I was like, which one am I going to whittle down? And I'll just uh, combine two of them. And they go right off of, of this one. Great. When I was 14, 15, uh-huh. two, two things happened to me. Well, three uh-huh. things happened to me. My very best friend at the time... <clears throat> told me my butt was flat. Okay. In a very, like, critical way. Actually, your butt is so flat. Oh. You know? Yeah. Quote, unquote, best friend. Right. Kill yourself. Same year, a, a friend of mine in the young women's group at church told me I had fat arms. Right. Same year, I was in the kitchen at my home looking for a snack when my mother said to me, Ashley, your hips are getting so big. You don't need to be eating all the time like this. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so <clears throat> I am constantly aware of my hips, right? My arms, right. but not so much my ass anymore. Okay. Um, I don't know what that. I I think there's some patriarchal bullshit around like, um, women's asses. Or maybe we were just not, maybe at 14, girls are just like, you're, you know, your hips are widening yeah. and your asses do flatten. Yeah, probably. You know? And yeah. so um, maybe we were just not ready for that. <laughs> but now I have no problems with my ass whatsoever. But I think about my arms all the time to the point that I don't wear sleeveless things. Right. And I feel like we've talked about <clears throat> that before probably, on the show. Yeah. Probably. And Which then, is insane. You have lovely arms. I, in in my head, they're huge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. I get it. And then, um, <clears throat> my hips. Don't lie. They don't. Olay, olay, olay. <laughs> what? That was my Shakira impression. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. Um, and so I have a, a, I've kind of just let that go, but then something will come back like something will come back like once a week once every other day i'll put something on and be like what the fuck is up with my hips this brings me to a rule that i live by thank you tell me the rule is never 
ever, ever talk about anyone else's body. Don't. No. Like, I remember I had a good friend <laughs> who, like, literally almost died because of, like, kidney failure uh-huh. and was waiting for a kidney transplant. Yeah. Well, during the period where she was waiting, she lost, like, 60 pounds. Yeah. Because she was dying. Yeah, yeah. And people would see her, and I would see this happen, and say, oh, my God, you are so skinny. You look so good. good." Because that's just, like, an easy, like, free compliment that we like to throw around in American society. Yeah. And she was skinny literally because she was dying. She was dying. dying, Like, her body was shutting down, and she had months to live if she didn't find a kidney transplant. You know? Yeah. And so I just think, like... Don't ever talk about people's bodies, ever, Mm -mm. even if you think you're talking about them in a complimentary way. Just don't fucking do it. No, just don't ever talk about it. Yeah. It's fine to say, like, you look really lovely today. I love that top on you. Whatever. Right. But don't ever talk about their bodies. Don't talk about their bodies. Talk about other things about them. Yeah. Anyway. Why is that so hard, America? I think we're getting a little bit better. I mean, maybe, but... It's we still live in a real fucked up. Country. Yeah, we do. So that was my number two, three, and four. No, just kidding. Just... <laughs> that was number two A, B, and C. B, C. And what was yours? Two. Oh, it's real depressing. So I let's, can't wait. Let's do this one and then let's take a break. Because oh. also, here's a bad choice I'm going to make tonight. Okay. I'm still a little sick, so I'm kind of losing my voice. So instead of getting <clears throat> water to lubricate with, right? I'll get alcohol. Okay. Good. Just so that I can, you know, continue. Sound to talk. even worse. So when I was. <laughs> Um, in seminary. Mm, this is good stuff. And for, the my, no, for the never mows out there, what is seminary for Mormons? Seminary is, it's like a high school, quote unquote, class mm-hmm. that you go to to learn about the church. It's a church indoctrination, radicalization right. effort. And outside of Utah, it is not a high school credit. Right. You go at 5 a.m. at the local Early morning, church yeah. house. And then you just go to regular school. But in Utah, just just <clears throat> so people know how insane it is in here. Insane it is in here. <clears throat> in Utah, <laughs> literally, yeah. when you're in high school in Utah, you can literally sign up for a credit called release time. That's what it was called when I went. I don't know what it's called other places. But it basically is like a free period where you don't attend at one of the school classes. But literally across the street from the high school across. is a big giant seminary building that which, the church has built. Which looks like a church Which building. looks like a church. It's a bunch of classrooms and whatever. Yeah. And so you would sign yeah. up for one period. You would have release time, which is kind of, which again is purportedly a free period, but it's when you would go to seminary. Right. And, and it, it was kind of, and it's kind of like the, the, uh, the, the importance of it what in a Mormon family yes. is like going to church on Sunday. Oh yeah. You it go was, to seminary. Yeah. And it was, and like graduating from seminary was a really big deal. Yeah. You yeah. know, yes. anyway. So anyway, seminary. <laughs> so I was in seminary. In high school. My teacher, brother Wilcox, the brother of Brad Wilcox, oh, who gave that horrible, horrible so speech. <laughs> and, and just so you know, too, I was, as all queer Mormon boys are, the best Mormon boy. Oh, yeah. Like, your job when you're a queer Mormon boy, or a queer Mormon girl, I imagine, is to be the best Mormon boy ever. Yep. So yeah. I was, like, on the seminary council, which is kind of like the student <clears throat> government, except for the seminary. So we would, you know, we were, like, elected to it and whatever. And, like, I was very involved in the seminary. Anyway. Um, so I was in Brother Wilcox's class and he said, and, and this was when I was old enough. I think this was maybe like my junior ish year of high school. I would, I would guess. And I was old enough that I knew that I was attracted to men, Mm -hmm. but I also knew, I also was sure that it was some, it was something I had done wrong or something that I could fix. 
And Brother Wilcox said one day, the atonement of Christ can fix anything that's broken. And in my head, I thought, oh, well, there's my answer. Like, I'm broken. Mm. Therefore, the atonement of Christ can fix me. So if I'm just righteous enough and I'm, you know, and I'm worthy enough. First of all, let's just let's just dig into a tiny bit to how problematic that statement is. Mm -hmm. Like people die of cancer. You know, or people, Mormons even, more, yeah, or people get in car accidents and, Mormons and die, even. yeah, or people like lots of things happen that the quote unquote atonement cannot fix. It is, you know, some major violent bullshit. So to say that to a room full of like fifteen and sixteen year olds oh that the God. atonement can fix anything that's broken, yeah, no, it can't. No, it fucking like can't. some people have disabilities, some people are in accidents, some people have diseases. And live with those their whole life or die because of those. And the atonement doesn't do jack shit. No, no. So anyway, it's already such a problematic statement. But I heard loud and clear and then, of course, thought that it was because it was a revelation. Like God was speaking to me through that teacher. Oh, you are broken. Therefore, uh, you are broken. The atonement can fix anything that's broken. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the atonement can fix you. Mm -hmm. If you pray enough, if you fast enough, if you... Avoid looking at pornography enough. Mm. If you read your scriptures enough, if you're the best Mormon boy, then um, the atonement can fix you. And it didn't. And so... And here's the thing. Okay. <clears throat> I'm still living with that damage. Okay, Do you know what I mean? That was my question. Yeah, like I... Even though I don't believe in Jesus it, or the atonement anymore. It created anymore. neural pathways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I am still living with the idea that something about me is broken or wrong. Yeah. Even though I'm out and I'm like proud of being out and I'm very, I, you know, try to be active in like gay causes and, you know, whatever, like there is still an intrinsic part of me deep down that thinks that I'm broken. Yeah. And even that, even though that I'm out, that I'm not out in the right way or that I do, I'm not doing gay correctly or I'll never be able to do gay the way that I should. Like, I still believe all those things right. to my core. Yep. So anyway. Yeah, great. Thanks, Brother Wilcox. <laughs> <clears throat> and many, many others. And also, thanks to your stupid brother oh that God. said all that bullshit stuff oh. about... Slavery. My God. Which we did the demitasse on, I believe. Right? Didn't oh, we? Oh, we did a whole episode on it. Oh, a regular episode. A whole regular fucking sode. Yeah. A <laughs> regular fucking sode. <laughs> and you said you wanted to take a break after this. Yeah, I need to refill my drink so yeah. that I can lubricate and my throat. And treat the depression of this. Right. Yes. And um, and I want you all to think about the choices you made that you have brought you here today. Set? Probably. Okay, good. No, no, maybe not. Oh. But I probably have other snacks. I have to go. Okay. <laughs> Bye. You know what some of you are thinking right now? I wish I could chat with Coffee and Twaint. You're thinking, if only this episode was shorter and cost me money. Wait, what? But I got to choose the topic. Right. And it was a half hour exactly. Right. Well, that well, you can. You can for just 50 American dollars with our new PPIs. What's a PPI, you ask? It is not a personal priesthood interview. It's not. Although, if you want us to ask about your priesthood, we will. Yeah, we will. If you want us to talk to you like we're an elderly, white, creepy old man, we could do that. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) But we will, if that's what you're paying for. 
But you can... It's not a sex thing, though. This makes it sound like it's a sex it's thing. It's not, unless you want it to be. I mean, we're trying... No, we're not... It can't be a sex thing. Well, I mean, thing. if you want to talk, talk about, about sex. sex. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the point fine. of it is you can book 30 minutes with us to talk to us about whatever you want. About drinking, about Mormonism, about leaving the church, about dating, about... Parenting. Uh, how but... to make a Pisco Sour, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to make a Pisco Sour, but I would research it. I have no idea what you just said. A Pisco is a South American liqueur. I would research it. So, anyway, the link is in our Instagram. Right, on our link tree. <clears throat> we, we have two whole links up there. <laughs> and you get right in, and you pick a time, and you send us 50 bucks, and then we talk. That's it. Right into your ear hole. Bye. Here's the thing about us. <laughs> Shut up. No one thinks we're funnier <laughs> than we think we're funnier. <laughs> so I've been doing this thing, and and please give feedback if you want to. We've said that so many times. I'm, I'm just trying desperate. to put, I've been putting one to two ads per <laughs> episode, ads that we have recorded for our own shit, for like our Patreon or for like our, what are they called? Our PPIs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just have the ad saved on my phone with just random names like It's Delightful Ad. And I don't remember what – I don't remember what they're actually about. So I just plug one in. And I've been trying to choose the ones that are like one minute long. So we have some ads that are like seven minutes long. Anyway. So if if multiple ads is annoying, please let me know. Also, they could be ads for the exact same thing because I don't listen to them. But um, anyway, we just listened to the ad that wasn't the ad you just heard, but it was the ad you heard earlier in the show. <laughs> Where Sister Twait says, something delightful happened to me because of hot drinks. And I say, what was it? And she says, I don't remember. And that's all I listened to. But I was like, perfect. This is the ad for me. I almost pissed myself when you played it for me just now. I don't know what the ad's about. So I hope you enjoyed it. Here's another thing about how we think we're funny. and Wait, no one thinks we're as funny as we think. We, we are. Yeah. It's funny. Um, when we were driving to see Cindy in the hospital, and by the way, CJ came up from LaSalle. Right. She can't crawled out of the cow's uterus or whatever right. they do there. <clears throat> and we all went together. And we're driving up the hill because she's at the Huntsman. Right. And we're driving up that hill to the Huntsman, and you go, you guys, are we going to get cancer if we go to the Huntsman? <laughs> And I've thought about that 12 times since then. I don't remember saying that. And when we told Cindy about it, you and I were laughing so hard. CJ goes, so stupid. Here's the thing. When we went to see Cindy, she was in the intensive care. And we were only supposed to, they're only supposed to have two people in at a time. So we were going to have to kind of like tag team who could be in there. And when the nurse was explaining that to us, I said, we're really the funniest if all three of us are there. So are you sure? (laughs) And I don't think the cancer nurse really cared or appreciated that. I think she was like, yeah, two at a time. She did not appreciate. I don't think she was mad, but I just think she was like, like her job is to literally care for people who are. Some in some cases dying of cancer, and I'm like, we're really funnier if all three of us go it's, in. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so for a while we just would um, tap Tag out, team. and then we just all three. Went and in. then eventually, and, and then the nurse came we in hiding. and CJ tried to hide. Yes, yeah, CJ yeah. like crawled on the floor, and then she was like, "That was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done." <laughs> so, anyway, okay, anyway, so we're back. If you're just tuning in, we're doing the top <clears throat> five things that people have said to us that we think about still. All right. 
so we're doing three, four, and five now? Sure. Let's rapid fire. Okay, go. It's getting late. Um, <clears throat> What's your number three? My number three is when I was married and pregnant with my first child, my aunt, who is my dad's only sister, said to my dad, and I think I've said this before on the on the pod, on a on a some sewed. Um <clears throat> my, sewed of the pod. Yeah. My aunt said to my dad, It is so sad to see Ashley just getting married and just being a mom when she's so talented. Oh. Yeah. Bless your aunt's heart. I know. And my dad took great offense to that because she wasn't Mormon. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Because, of course, the greatest thing you the could do. The greatest calling I could do. The greatest work you could do is your work as a mother. Right. And then I remember when he told me she said that, I had the same reaction he did. Well, that's too bad that she doesn't oh, understand. Bless her heart. And I think about that quite often. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally accepted that I, you know, I literally chose cult life yeah and cut off my acting career at the knees right and uh i was so so much of my misery yes when i was young and married was because i was married to a gay man and because i was having kids very young and because i was in a cult that doesn't really deliver on its promises of joy and happiness right but also because i gave up the things you cared about there is, when I'm acting, mm-hmm. I feel a certain type of joy that I don't feel doing anything else. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it was gone. It was gone for me. I gave it up. I gave it up. I cut it off and thought, well, and you know, and Gary, my ex-husband Gary would always say to me, but think about the roles for older women. Like when the kids are grown, they're so much more interesting than the roles for younger women. I mean, <laughs> there is some truth to that. But mm-hmm. that's a real shitty thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, was... there are excellent roles that will still be available to you. Right, but that's right. a shitty thing to say. Right. <clears throat> As I... he got to continue that journey in his career. Once, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> was, was not at all worried about the roles for older men. No. Or, or how you can direct and produce shows as an older man. Right. Because he's not really an actor. He's more of a, like a director and a producer and an educator. Right, 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 right. But that wasn't a concern. Nope, nope, nope. One thing that I think about all the time that Cindy said, which is not on my list, but when Cindy was a guest on the podcast, she said, we have baby girls so that they can grow up and have more baby girls. Mm -hmm. And I think about that all the time. And the cycle continues. Yeah, because I just think, like, it's so important to me that my children understand that they can choose whatever life makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And if that life includes being a parent, mm-hmm. great. Sure. Like I would I would love some grandbabies to eat. You know what I mean? To just like nibble on their yes. face, you know? Yes. But if that life inc- but if <clears throat> that life is not a life where they have they're a parent, that's also great. It's also fucking great. Like if they're like, you know what? I'm really passionate about this thing and I want to pursue it and I won't be able to pursue that if I'm a parent, then then I'm like, cool. Yeah. Great. You should pursue that thing that makes you the happiest. Yeah. The last thing I would want any of my kids to do was make a major life choice because it felt prescribed for them. Right. Or it was the right thing to do. Right. 
Oh, fucking A. So your three is your numéro trois. My numéro trois, that was as they say. That was my say. friend Michael in California. When I was a child, I grew up with a family of eight children. Terrible. Two adults. So ten is the total number if you had eight <laughs> plus two. And the adults were the parents. The adults were the parents. Crazy. We had a <clears throat> van that we drove around in. A big one of those big ones. One of those big ones. Ah! But it wasn't one it wasn't the one with the multiple rows like the 12 seater cuz yeah. we just cuz we didn't care about seatbelts. No, no, it was no. like the 80s. No. But it wasn't when you think of a van today, like the <clears throat> our van was more the van that you would like kidnap little girls in. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big white van, but it had a custom paint job with oh. brown and tan swoops. Oh, I love the swoops. Um it had, you know, the the driver's seat and the passenger seat, then it had two bucket chairs Right behind. Yeah, it did. Those bucket chairs rotated so they you could turn them a wall, they... turn them all the way around yes. backwards. Yes. And then the back <clears throat> had a bench, and then there was a table that you could install. Like yep. you would get a pole, there was a pole that you like snapped into the ground and you snapped a tabletop onto it. Mm-hmm. And that's why the bucket chairs turn around so that they could face the table. Mm-hmm. And one side of the table had, like, cup holders and you could, like, have meals. The other side of the table, backgammon. So you could play <laughs> backgammon in the van. Fuck yes. So this Ow! is how we got around. Okay. And if you're counting, there's one, two, three, four, seven seats maybe. Yeah. If you count three seats on the bench. Not enough. There were ten of us. Yeah. So there God. were multiple kids on the bench. There were kids <clears throat> on the floor. My mom seems to recall that, like, the youngest in our family are twins and that we had, like, car seats for them, but they weren't, like, safety car seats. They were just, like, somewhere to put the babies. <laughs> and we would put those on the floor behind the bucket right. seats. Yes, yeah. And then they would use some of my dad's belts to belt them to the bucket seat so they didn't slide around. <laughs> but they weren't, again, these weren't, like, a Graco five-point harness. No, no. It was just a place to put the babies. Right, so anyway. they didn't roll around. So we would drive around in that 10-passenger van. Yeah. <clears throat> or however, <clears throat> however many people we fit in it van. And I know I'm not the only person who had this experience, so this is a little bit of a cop-out, but my dad told us that it was illegal to turn on the lights, turn on the interior lights of the van while you were driving, that it was against the law and Mm -hmm. he would get pulled over. Mm -hmm. I believed that until I was like 39. My parents told me that as well. And I had been driving for many, many years and continued to believe that turning on the interior lights to your car if you were in motion was illegal. It's not? No. Oh, (laughs) It's not illegal at all. Oh, my God. It's a thousand percent not illegal. No. My dad just said that because, like, he didn't want a bunch of annoying asshole kids <laughs> flipping the lights on. Because it does, you know, then it's there's lights <clears throat> flashing behind you and you're trying to drive and it's dark outside and mm-hmm. whatever. It is not illegal. Yeah. <clears throat> Meryl. But I believe that until... Oh, we need to come up with a code name. We can't just say his real name. Oh, we've already said it on but here But Mary Jo Coco and, what, and her partner... Anyway, you think about that. I believe that was illegal until I was McDonald. like Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald, until yep. I was like 39 years old. And how you did apparently you, believed it until you were you, like 46. 46. Yeah. How did you find out it wasn't? I mean, I guess I haven't like Googled it, so maybe it is, but I just was like, one that's day fucking just, stupid. Just one day, one day you I went, just clicked, wait a minute. But I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. That reminds me of That one. makes no sense. But it reminds me of one of those Far Side cartoons. Remember the Far Side? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just. Some cows grazing. It always is. It always is. And the <laughs> caption says, hey, wait a second. Okay, there's one cow that's like not grazing. Right. It's just kind of looking around. Looking around. Like, wait a second. This is, we're eating grass. <laughs> Can 
you imagine if you gave a book of Farsight comics to like a Gen Z person and you were like, these were the pinnacle of funny. They wouldn't get it. No. And like they, like we had a calendar at home where you would tear off a page, there'd be a new Farsight comic. My favorite one, which I still think about to this day, (laughs) is where it said, while on a flight, Steve inadvertently flirted with disaster. And it shows a man sitting on a plane, and he's reaching down to press a button. And there's one button that says seat recline, and the button behind it says wings fall off. (laughs) And he's kind of fumbling around trying to figure out what to push, but he can't really see down there. Anyway. That was like one day. Brilliant. That was Brilliant, one, Gary Larson. Uh, yeah, Gary. Oh, his name's Gary. Gary Larson. Oh, yeah. Anyway. He's our resident co- c- comicist. <laughs> Wait, how do you say Anyway, that? if someone <clears throat> who's listening... Resident comic. ...owns a book of Farside Comics, because surely someone owns the hardcover. Surely. And they have a Gen Z child, or whatever's past Gen Z. What's the, we haven't named the generation. No, we Z. haven't. But will you please give that to them and just say, like, the when COVID I was a kid, generation. this was the funniest thing... That I'd ever read. <clears throat> yeah. And just see what they say. Because it's not funny. My number four. Yes. Is when I was a new coffee drinker. Uh-huh. And this was about ten years ago. Uh-huh. I was staying at a friend's house one night. And I woke up the next morning and she said, do you want some coffee? And I said, oh, yes, I do want some coffee. <clears throat> And she was a lifelong coffee drinker. And you said, do you have a Vietnamese fin? <laughs> P-H-I-N. So I can make a Vietnamese cup. I didn't cup. know shit about coffee back then. And um, she hands me a cup of coffee. And I sip it. And it's the best cup of coffee I've ever had. And I said, oh my God. This is amazing. And she, and, and she goes, oh, I only drink excellent coffee. And I said... That's really smart. I mean, life is too short for bad coffee. Yeah. And she goes, no, life is too long for bad coffee. Oh, shit. And I think about that every day. And you drink excellent coffee. I do. I buy expensive coffee and blast through it and uh, can't afford it. You drink much more fancy coffee than I do. Well. You you don't drink fancy coffee. It's just local. It's local. It was roasted within the last 10 days, preferably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, five minutes. I sometimes do that, but mostly I just buy the stuff at Trader Joe's because it's fine for me. Oh, well, you went through, we went through a period where you were texting me like, okay, I'm at Harmon's and the La Barba was roasted last week. Yeah. I still love that coffee, but I just, it just, it was like a whole trip just to get that coffee. Oh, yeah. So I just don't. I know. You never leave your house, but you still believe in love. I I still believe in love. Um, That's such good advice, though. I have never strayed from that. And I've tried. Uh, So uh, right after that, I started. Because there is a huge difference. Huge difference. When I get the Guatemala made by La Barba. Boo. boo. And it's been roasted like a week ago. There's nothing else. That is like licking the tip of the (laughs) dick of God. It is so delicious. I hesitate a little bit because one of my children is here tonight. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> and sometimes I don't and I just get whatever. I just grab something and then I'm drinking and I'm like, this tastes like shit. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why? Yeah, you're right. But you're I right. love a dick tip. 
that has nothing to do with it, but I just want to say it. I just want to. Like wanna... when you can kind of press your tongue into the slit. Oh my God. I love and that. there's some pre cum. I love a little that. Bead. Anyway, yeah. Bead of moisture. Um, so get good coffee. Bead of liquid. Here's what I will say too. <laughs> what? Ex- Exmos, Progmos, <clears throat> people leaving the church. I understand when you're newly leaving the church that the Keurig is a good gateway coffee system. And you might even think you're fancy. And I support that. I 100% support that. Sure. Because I think when you're developing a coffee Mm -hmm. habit. Oh, I started out with instant packets. Yeah. Like the Keurig is a great way to just like, you don't have to think about it. It's very easy. Yeah. But if you've been using the Keurig for a couple of years, you know, think about some other methods. You could pay for a Patreon, and we could talk to you about some other methods. Uh, Not a Patreon, a PPI. a PPI. We'll talk to you about all the coffee things. About some pour-overs and some French press and whatever. Because because it really does make a difference. We could teach you, but we have to charge. We could teach you, but you'll have to pay. Yeah. Anyway, my number four, <laughs> when I was an LDS missionary. Dear God. In Rome, Italy. Roma. <clears throat> Roma. We were... I don't even remember what we were doing. It was someone, must have been some sort of meeting because it was an elder who was not in my district. In Italy, they use the term, they call elders anciano, which is the Italian word for elder. Okay. But Mm. it's very culturally tone deaf because it literally means like old man. Like it's not, like in, like in, in English, the word elder could also kind of mean there's also sort of an honorific to it, like an yeah. elder statesman or whatever. Right, right. In Italian, there is no, there is no, that is not part of that the translation. Just, it means so when you're, man. when you're like 19 and you're like, hello, my name is Old Man Bingham. Mm. Italians are like, the fuck? <laughs> anyway. So my name was Anciano Bingham. In Italian, there is no, there is no, that is not part of it. So when you're, when you're like 19 and you're is. Non c'è. Thanks, Siri, and your non-binary voice. Um, oh, my God. This is too much for me this whole night. I don't night. even know what happened. Um, so one day... Oh, my God. Another Siri is talking now. From all, the other room. All Siri's stop listening. Okay, so one day we were at some meeting... <clears throat> And an elder, an anciano, said to me, Anciano Bingham, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but you have the handwriting of a 14-year-old girl. I had never heard that. But I think about it all the time. Because I do have do you put, fucking delightful do you put handwriting. Above your eyes? No, but my handwriting is beautiful and curvaceous and easy to read and well-sized. So you think about it in a good way. I think about it in such a good way. Whenever, yeah. Because here's the thing. A lot of men are like, I can't write because I'm a man. And they just like scribble some shit on a piece of paper. And they're like, I'm sorry, my handwriting's so bad. I'm like, you know, you have control over that. Like you could choose to have better handwriting. These are the ones that when they pee, it sounds yeah, like. Just super loud. Hur- Hurricane yeah, Katrina. Just like, just like they're <laughs> dumping out a carafe right into a bucket of water. Oh, my God. But no, like, straight men are always like, no, my handwriting's so bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> you control that. You make that with your own hands. <laughs> you could make a decision to make that look better. Right, right. And you don't, and whatever, <laughs> that's fine. We live in a digital age. I'm not super concerned about anyone's handwriting. But my handwriting 
is round and curvy and elegant and beautiful and looks like a 14-year-old girl wrote it. And I take a goddamn <coughs> great deal of pride in that. And you write hearts over your eyes. I don't do hearts over my eyes, I but maybe I'm, maybe I'm going maybe I'm to start. Maybe you are. Maybe I'm going to start. Maybe Balenciaga, Balenciaga Bingham. Anyway. Was it Balenciaga? I don't know. What? The oh, Anciano. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anciano. <clears throat> okay. So that's something I think about all the time. I literally thought about it uh, recently. I'm trying to remember specifically. <laughs> oh, I just I just renewed my car lease. And I had to fill out some forms. And I had to write some references, which I thought was funny. Okay. Why do they need references? I've been leasing the car for like three years. Jesus fucking Christ. But when I wrote those references, I was like, that is very legible and looks great. <laughs> I've never seen your handwriting, oddly It's gorgeous. Because I, well, I don't apparently. believe in writing in pen and paper. I, I type know, everything. I know, I know. But when well, I write, I mean, shame. I wouldn't say it's gorgeous. It's not like particularly the beautiful handwriting, but it is very legible, mm-hmm. very clear, very rounded, curvaceous, <laughs> and elegant. Is it unctuous? It's very unctuous. Well, the fact that you don't write pen to paper is, you know... It's really a goddamn shame. You're depriving the world of a gift. Of, a, of the gift of a gay man slash 14-year-old girl's <laughs> Anyway, what's your number five? My number five is... Uh, <clears throat> again, I may have mentioned this in a, another sode. Um, I really hate, hate <laughs> this abbreviation of a sode. Um... <clears throat> But I think about quite often, more often than I'd like, how my mother would say to me oh God. Um, when I was young, whether I was just, you know, a young child or a teenager, after my dad would have a ragey episode, she'd come into my bedroom when I was crying and sit down next to me and say, <clears throat> I need to do some drugs before you finish the sentence. If I... <laughs> Just to be prepared. <clears throat> I don't think it's as bad as you oh, okay. expecting, but she would say, if I knew then what I know now about your dad and everything, I would have made different choices. And the reason I think about that is because she had many opportunities to leave him. Yeah. And once she actually did. Right. But then went back to him. Right. And uh, it's so sad. And I know my dad's dead. really sad. Yeah, he died. You know, and your dad's dead too. He died. Which has nothing to do with anything. No. But um, I just wonder, like, I I think about in that moment, like, it was easy for her to say that. Right. She really felt like she couldn't leave him. There's like eight therapy sessions in that. Oh statement. yeah, just eight hours yeah. of straight therapy just, yeah. alone. So uh <clears throat> why would she say that to you? Would because did she, she think did she think that that was comforting? I think she felt some kind of responsibility to like explain why you were still there when he was an a-hole. Even though she wasn't doing anything like, differently. Like like look, I see how he's acting is wrong. Yeah. And I'm married to him and I stay with him and and I feel bad about that, maybe? Maybe. What's wild to me about these kind of things is I just think, I feel like if you said that to your mother, she would be very offended. Do you think? 
That I reminded her of what she said? No, or just that, like, she stayed with your dad when maybe she shouldn't have, or... Yeah. Uh, no, she'd probably just shrug and go, yeah, probably, and change the subject. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I just hope as a parent, and who knows, maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely speaking out of my ass and I'm wrong, but I just hope that when I'm a parent, if my kids say to me, hey, when I was a kid, you did this thing and it hurt me. Yeah. Or whatever. That I will say, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like I had no idea that that was hurting you. Mm. But I kind of feel like the previous generation, and maybe it's not a generational thing or whatever, but is more kind of defensive about that stuff. I did the best I could. Right. I was trying my hardest. Right. And who, and who knows? <clears throat> I could totally be wrong because maybe I will feel as defensive too. But I just feel like how hard is it to just say like, Oh my God, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I think there is something generational in this idea that once we make a choice, we've made it and we can't back out of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like admitting, yeah, there is definitely a generational thing about like admitting you're wrong or like apologizing or saying, yeah. There's been quite a lot going around in the Instagram therapist's account community of you're allowed to change your mind. Yes. You know, you are also allowed to admit that you used to think and be a certain way, and now you don't think and be that way anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's like when the church said several years ago, and I don't remember what it was in reference to, but they said, well, the, they said the church doesn't apologize for anything. <laughs> and I just thought, well, that's horrible. Yeah. Also, that's... because you, like, part, one of the tenets of, like, the gospel is, like, repentance and forgiveness and whatever. But then to just say as an institution, you're incapable of doing that is so so wrong. But yeah, yeah, what's wrong with an institution saying, you know what, we used to teach that and that was really messed up and it hurt a lot of people. And so we're teaching something better now. Yeah. I remember in one of the debates uh, back when Biden and Trump were running against each other and, you know, Biden's not perfect. You know, I'm not trying to like. um, We're not trying to jerk off Joe. No. Um, As the kids say. But someone in one of the the debates brought up something he'd said about the black community back in the 80s or 90s. And he said, I was wrong. Yeah. He didn't say, no, I didn't say that. Or you're misconstruing it. Right. He owned it. Or it was a different time. Yeah. That's what we thought. He said, I was wrong. And now I know better. Yeah. Goddamn. Fucking A. What's your number five? Uh, my number five, I feel like we're kind of ending on like a thoughtful note. Okay, all right. My number five was something my dad dad would say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I think about all the time. Okay. What he would say is, it must be really hard to be some people. And what he would what he meant by that is, you know, those people who are just ready, and I work in customer service, so I think about this kind of stuff a lot. You know those people who are just ready to like pounce oh, on yeah. the customer service person <clears throat> they, who messes up yeah. or who they think wronged them. Before they didn't even walked in the door. Just are just ready. <clears throat> they're yeah. pissed about everything mm-hmm. and they're they're angry about this and they're angry about, about that. My dad would always say about those people, it must just be really hard to be some people. Mm. Which was his way of just saying like, some people just wake up and like choose violence. <laughs> and like choose <laughs> yeah, yeah. negativity and choose to <clears throat> be grumpy a-holes. Mm-hmm. When it's really so much easier to just choose to like be okay and just like be happy about things. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend the other day that posted on Twitter that it, whenever she gets like one of those customer service surveys, you know, which a lot of customer service jobs use, like you get an email, like please rate us on our service. And anyone who works in customer service knows 
those surveys have a huge impact on like your ability to get raises or promotions like your scores are weighed very heavily in your sort of standing in the company and a friend of mine posted like anytime i get one of these surveys tens across the board she's like i don't care I don't care if it was the worst experience of my life. I don't care if the if I thought the person was an idiot. Yeah. Like, they're a service worker who has a shitty job that they're underpaid for. <laughs> tens across the board. Yeah. Thanks for showing up tens across the board. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. Like, why are we playing into this thing where we're trying to, like, be a snitch for the company about how someone, like, didn't handle the ride or there was a long line at Starbucks or whatever. Right, right. Like, when it's really just some people behind the counter that are like just doing their best. Exactly. And are underpaid and are underappreciated. Tens across the board Tens for all across- those people. Oh, I love that. Anyway, so that was my dad said a lot of my dad was a really smart guy and said a lot of smart things and um but yeah, that is one that always sticks out that he would just say, It must be really hard to be some people that I just think about all the time. Yeah. When someone's just bitching and railing and I just think, Really? Like, this is what you want to spend your energy yeah. on? Is, like, getting mad at the person oh. at the McDonald's? Yeah. Like, is that worth it? How does that make your day better? No. Yeah. It doesn't. Exactly. One time, another thing my dad said that I think about a lot is he said, let's <laughs> get the shit out of this son of a bitch in town. <laughs> Did he say that in front of all the kids? No, it was just in front of my, it was just in front of the two youngest. But it is, but, but then my sister quoted it in a film Oh, right. That she made. Yeah. So it's preserved in a film. That's so great. Like a film that you can like rent presumably on like iTunes. Yeah. Did Mary Jo Coco freak out that that was preserved because... I'm sure she was like, oh, you kids. (laughs) You know, it was one of those like, oh, darn it. (laughs) Is there a better sentence than let's get the shit out of the son of a bitch in town? No, I love it so much. It's a great, it's a great sentence. So anyway. (laughs) So anyway... Give customer service people tens that's, the whole, on the whole thing. That's the message of this. That's sode. the message of this of this of this sode of the pod. I fucking am <laughs> so mad at you that you've decided to coin this term. Really, you choose to sode. spend your energy on that? It's so so. Yes, I do. Actually, I choose deeply. Choose <laughs> I choose violence. <laughs> My irritable larynx is really irritable tonight. It's very irritable. Okay, well, I gotta go home. <coughs> okay, uh, I well, work in the morning. Uh, well, I can wrap it up if you just want to head out. But, <laughs> okay, let's um, just wrap it up together. So, if you <clears throat> want, if you want to give us money, please. There are many ways. There are many ways you can. You can Venmo us. <laughs> yes. You can just send us a message and say, "I would like to send you each a thousand dollars." Or ten dollars, or a dollar. Right, I don't. We don't and care. We'll, no, we don't care, and we'll give you a Venmo. You can subscribe to our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash/HotDrinks, where you get bonus episodes, which we have not recorded any yet for the month of March, and it's no. the twenty fourth, so right. we got to get our shit together. Correct, correct. Or you can sign up for a PPI, mm-hmm. which is a thirty minute <clears throat> private clothing optional discussion with us. Right. Just kidding. It's not clothing optional. I mean, I mean, it could be. Um, where we can talk about whatever you want. Whatever you want. How to make coffee, how to make drinks, how to leave the church. Or if you want to tell us about something shitty your sister did. If Oh, what if someone was like, I'm paying $50 and I just want to tell you about the last five dreams I had. <laughs> I'd be so fucking mad. That would be amazing. I'd be so fucking you would mad. Need more but I would that. show up. No, yeah, I would no, show up. Yeah, yeah. I'm a whore for $50. Uh, <laughs> I'll do basically anything that's not illegal. Not <clears throat> maybe misdemeanors yes oh my god and like on an on an immoral scale like an immoral three or four for fifty dollars all right yeah. nice so anyway so yeah if you want out come, of ten yeah out of ten okay okay ten being extremely immoral not out of five 
No, no, no. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for PPI and tell us about your dreams, I'll listen. Yeah. And I'll go, wow. <gasps> oh, my God. That's so crazy. I'll say a lot of that. <laughs> We've got a link tree now on our Instagram. It's got a link to the PPIs. It's got a link to the Patreon. Right. That's it. And basically the way the PPIs are set up now, because we don't understand scheduling or planning ahead, mm-hmm. we just have opened the whole calendar. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so just pick a time. and we'll then make if, it happen. And then, we'll, and then we'll figure something out. Yeah, we will. So I don't want you to look at it and think, why do they have, why is every time in America open? <laughs> It's just that we, like, because originally the plan was, like, every week we'll get together and we'll say, like, okay, let's block out Tuesday from 6 to 10. Let's, but we can't do that. No. We can't plan shit. Oh, my God. So. I don't want us to ever be that way. No, we never We've tried so many times. Let's just embrace who we are. So just sign up. Yeah. And then we'll figure it out. We'll do it. And and we might message you and say, that time doesn't work. We're sorry. But we'll figure it out. We will figure it out together. Anyway, so you can do those things. Patreon, PPI. Venmo. Venmo. And we love hugs. Right. We talked about that. And does anybody have a blood pressure machine at home? Oh, I do. No. We talked about that, too. Oh, that's right. We never used it. I love a blood pressure hug. Um, but, but, yeah, I just want someone to just rub my shoulders just a little bit. Yeah. Just squeeze my shoulders. Yeah. So if you have an attractive husband or an unattractive husband. But you don't want a female. Darling. I'm attractive to, attracted to him. <laughs> I know. A female can also rub my shoulders. That is fine. Okay. For so. free. For free. Anyway, yeah. so those are ways you can support us. Okay. Or tell your friends. Please. Or... Did you love that episode where we talked about the top five things... That oh, would be in our porno? Oh, my God. That Remember the one top five most memorable naked moments? And all oh, mine yeah. were super traumatic. And yours were like... Yours were like things that I felt like a, as a mandated reporter I needed to call the police about. And I were like, this funny time, I went skinny dipping with a friend. And yours were like, one time, this girl that I know told us to all take her clothes off. And then she shaved our pubes off. And I was 12. And they were all like, great. That's great. Anyway, that's a great episode. <laughs> if you if you want to listen to a great episode, that's a great one. Another great one. Well, whatever. I don't know. What, am I recommending episodes now? Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> Have a great day. We love you. Sell some feet pics. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>